Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, it should be the first Friday of the month, but with schedules and the snowpocalypse that happened, we decided to change things around on you and move Dr. Alessandra Duke to this Friday for the second Friday of the month. We'll check back in with her and catch up on some big life changes happening right now with her and with Sunny. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome you, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, attorney turned life coach, Sunny Joy McMillan, and we are here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can, excuse me, I'm really suffering with my, you guys can probably tell. I'm sorry. I need to cough for a second, Vinny. <coughs> I'm so sorry. It's adorable. <laughs> so not only have we been snowed in, I've been <laughs> sick in too. And I just realized like my voice sounds really nasally. I didn't realize how bad I sounded. <laughs> so sorry. I don't know. Sounds pretty. Uh, <clears throat> no. Morning-ish. No, hey, no, I love doing? it. Normally when you get a cough and a cold and it leaves you kind of raspy and nice, this just sounds snotty and gross. No, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway, okay, so about the archives, you can find them at 1150kknw.com if you can't catch the show live. Um, you can also find out more about me and connect with me for coaching through my website, goldenoversoul.com. And it is, well, it's not technically first Friday. It's third Friday, but we've done a little moving around because um, Alessandra had a conflict first Friday of this month in February. Um, so she is joining me for third Friday. Alessandra, welcome. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. And it's like I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty too this morning so Benny's helping me out yeah well this is again some of the fun of live radio and of course Alessandra being in Bellingham these days usually we'll come in and stay on our little airstream and we'll come in the studio and she's in here yeah but of course (laughs) if you've been I mean of course Seattleites realize this but um, if you are not in the Pacific Northwest, we were hit with um, record-breaking levels and amounts of snow, and the folks up in Bellingham are still snowed in. So. Yes. <laughs> At least the people on my street, it's been wild. I Yeah, I can't imagine, because I know having been lucky enough to see your new place— um, that driveway, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to get out by March. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so true. I mean, it actually looks a little bit scary out there. Like, I'm like, I don't know that this snow will be melted until June. Right. It's so, there is so much snow. Yeah, we still have, we've been in the temperatures in the 40s and on our street. I had trouble getting out of my street this morning. Um, and I'm in, you know, the big Denali and, and you know, four-wheel yes. drive. And it's still, in some parts, very treacherous. So, And, of course, I got stuck last week, which was my own stupid fault. But anyway, I'm sorry. So there are so many things between my voice sounding nasally and you're far away in Bellingham and not here in the studio with us. We've got all kinds of fun things going on. But anyway. Isn't it great just being human, trying to do things as a human? You know, we're all doing the best we can. Yeah, yes. And speaking of which. Um, so uh, I've been announcing for the last several weeks, of course, this weekend, February 15th through 17th, was scheduled to be the Women of Wisdom's uh, 27th Annual Conference. And I'm doing a little presentation there on Soul Digger, one of my new programs. And um, anyway, sorry, my voice sounds terrible. Um, it has been postponed due to the weather because I think we had people coming from various areas that were having some issues. So um, it has been postponed um, looks like it will be the first weekend in March, that March 1st through 3rd. Um, but we, I, I don't want to, and I know it's been like 99% sure, but we're still waiting for final confirmation. In any event, just go to womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. And uh, you can be up to date on when the uh, new schedule lineup is announced. But it should be that first weekend in March, just FYI. Um, any like housekeeping stuff for you, Alessandra, on events? Or I didn't even really announce you. <laughs> so yeah. for those who listen to the show, they know who you are. But if they don't listen regularly, who are you? Yes, thank you. Um, my name is Alessandra Duke, and I am a psychologist and empowerment coach um, based both in Bellingham and Seattle. 
And um, I also run a, uh, a group for women entrepreneurs called Lady Bosses. So you can find out more about me at alessandraduke.com or on seattleladybosses.com. Both of those places are good, good to look to learn just a little bit more about, about what I do. Awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to also, I'm going to ask, um, Benny's in the auxiliary studio right now. I'm getting uh, Dina set up for a little pre-record behind the scenes action at KK. Ooh, but when, yeah. yeah. When he gets back in here, I want to ask him about an update since we spent part of the last show on let's, let's get Denny, Benny dating, um, or like now follow up as to what's going on with Benny's love life. I do want to hear about, about that. that. I didn't know if he would let us talk about that, but well, maybe he's open to it. We're just going to ask him on the air and we'll see what he says. And if he says that no, sounds then amazing. We'll, yeah. Um, but yeah, he <laughs> needs to be back in here to be able to do that. So we'll wait for that. But in the meantime, um, so I am curious because, you know, you and I go back and forth just a little bit. Like we used to, well, mainly me, you always rolled in here without notes or anything, but I always like to know what we were going to talk about, but we still do check in in the morning um, Mm -hmm. to see, you know, what's going on in our lives and what is relevant that we want to share. And maybe it will help people out there if they're going through something similar. So um, what do you want to start with today? Because we had a couple Mm -hmm. of different things that were on the, on the lineup. Well, I I mean, I think something that would be really cool to start with um, and something that I think your listeners would want to hear is this, like your update about California. Can we start there? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> we did our scouting adventure back and, oh, wait, here's Benny. Should we put it on pause and oh, ask him? Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I was helping out another client. I know. We know. We, 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 oh, yes, but you filled it in. Okay. <laughs> we did. But um, before we dive into our content for today, we were wondering, are we allowed to ask for any updates on Benny's dating life since uh, we addressed I that? I had a couple class? dates and now I'm still back on the scene. So, yeah, okay. keep bringing it here, kids. Okay, keep okay, bringing okay, it. Okay, okay. Enjoyed Valentine's Day yesterday by myself. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, totally cool. <laughs> well, you have a significant other. I know, but You're he's able been, to, like, FaceTime or it something. It feels like, like he's easy. moved to Arizona. He's been at this lawn bowling tournament so long. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Were you in your house lawn bowling, too, at the same time? So it was like you both You were... know she was. Yeah, no. right? <laughs> I go, I go to the lawn bowling club for the social aspect. Sure I do not do. go for the bowling. Mm-hmm. But Don't you just picture Sunny in her living room lawn bowling? <laughs> right? Like, with the kitties. That's, that's what she does. Yep. Wait, not literally lawn bowling with the kitties, but lawn bowling around the kitties. No. They're probably uh-huh. dressed up, too, in their little lawn bowling outfits. Oh, I love that visual. I wish we could love be it. that cat crazy, but we're not quite to that level yet. <laughs> you were talking just about getting better and better. Yeah, but you even addressed last week on last week's show, you know, the squirrel pajama or squirrel Under, underwear. You're the so, one with squirrel underpants. Yeah, I know, which I'm still looking for currently. <laughs> yeah, Alessandra, it's true. I have a pair, <clears throat> two pair actually. Gender specific. Of underpants with squirrels? No, four squirrels. No, four squirrels. Underpants oh. for squirrels to be worn by squirrels. This was one of the first things I noticed when I came in the studio when I first started doing the show. And I, gosh, that was like four years ago. So they where were up they on gone? the wall behind us. Yeah. And then she saw them and then conveniently they were taken down right afterwards. I liked them, but the other people are. Oh, oh my just, gosh. Get they're over just it. tiny underpants. They are yes. like hander pants. Have you seen the hander pants? No. Underpants for it's your like hands? It's like tidy whities for your hands. They're little gloves. Nice. Oh, They're my gosh. Finger, fingerless gloves. Can you take yeah. a picture and send it to me, Benny? <laughs> oh, you know I will. <laughs> I want to see. Oh, oh well, I guess they, if they're taken down, you probably can't take a picture. Oh, I can find other photos. Well, and also the other thing I wanted to ask you, because I noticed that the studio next door where uh, Red and Claire and, uh, oh, do there? Oh, yeah, Tim. Is there a line? Do you have to get? Do you need? Yeah, to do I've got to get the phone too. You got to do something. Okay, never mind. We'll ask you, <laughs> Alessandra, right. and I'll pick up and we'll we'll reconvene with you in a minute, Benny. <laughs> Benny needs to answer at a contest line <laughs> phone call. So yes, Benny is doing very important work. Yes, He's very he busy is. and important. Well, yeah. yeah, he does the job of like eight people. Okay, so anyway, yeah. we'll go back to Petaluma. So, and the reason I'm sharing this is because for any of you out there who are in one of those liminal spaces, okay, um, back. <laughs> Benny's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those prank callers again. We are all over ah. the map today. But I wanted to ask you, Benny, because when I came in today, so next door, Red, Claire, and I already forgot. And Tim. And Tim. Tim, Claire, and Red. Yeah. Tim, Claire, and Red. Yes. Okay. The morning so, show for our country station. Yes, the bull. Um, and these are new oh. folks. They've been here new. for about a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's been a year? Yeah, right? Holy crap. Guacamole. Like, yes, Exactly. Well, okay, so these are lovely people, and they have a fun morning show, but their studio door is right next to our Mm -hmm. studio door for KK&W, and their store is all all decorated with 
um, Tim, Red, and Claire's Studio of Love. Yep. And I want us to have a theme in our studio. So that was for their, oh. uh, they had a, a bit yesterday, and it was, it was legit. They actually married a couple on the air yesterday. They did. They did, oh, yeah. Oh, so So they had the, the couple okay. come in, and they did an on-air live version of a wedding, and it was really great. That's so fun. Yep. I love okay. it. Was, well, was the couple like highly interested in radio? Is that why yeah. they did it? Oh, no. That was, it was all set up. They really, that's exactly what they want. I believe they've been together for like over, you know, 10 years and they are engaged uh, for at least nine. Oh, my and God. They just, you know, life kind of just got yeah. the best of them. They just haven't really had a chance to really put it down and, yeah. and you know, get the paperwork all done out. And yeah. I think they have a child, too. So it all worked out. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Well, okay. That's well, maybe fun. we won't do marry anybody live on air, but it would be really fun if we uh, had a theme. Don't say no, oh, we no. won't. Like, we still can. Okay, we absolutely could. <laughs> But I definitely, I mean, I definitely can. I'm Thank ordained you. through the See? whatever universe church of go. life or something like that. Oh, yeah. So Red did too. She did an online ordainmentship, uh, however you want to call nice. it. Yeah. Okay. So she yes. was she was the officiant. Oh, that's awesome. I guess I could do that. Too. Well, either regardless of whether we marry people on air, I would love it if we had a door <laughs> theme as well that our door was decorated. I know theirs okay. may go away, but anyway, just something to think about. Okay. Maybe when Alessandra mm-hmm. comes back for March. Then we will bring some decorations okay. for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, anything else from you, Benny? No, we... not I'm great. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. No one running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Well, we won't. We won't keep dragging no, you back okay. in. No, it's okay. I don't mind. Okay. So, Petaluma. Okay. And I'm sharing this because um, I want for those out there, if you are in a liminal space, and it was really helpful for me. I've shared this before. You know, my mentor, the biggest teacher of my heart in this lifetime that I have found so far, Martha Beck. Of course, she moved from her ranch in San Luis Obispo to Pennsylvania fairly recently. But the move, um, you know, the house that they originally were going to get, they their buyer fell through at the ranch, and then they had to pull out of the deal in the first house in Pennsylvania. And it was all, it seemed, if you looked at it from the outside, oh, no, what a mess. What's happening? Why isn't this moving easily and effortlessly for her? Um, but the house that she ended up in, I think, um, from what she has described, has ended up being even more perfect. But there were weeks. She does this um, Facebook Live uh, once a week called The Gathering Room. And it's basically for the people who follow her work to get together. And she will do a little talk for 10 minutes and then she'll or 15 minutes or so. And then she'll answer questions from the people who are live with the Facebook Live. Um, and it's a really fun way to just keep connected with Martha. So watching her in this space... She kept showing up every week still at the ranch when they were supposed to be in Pennsylvania. And she'd just throw up her hands and be like, we're still at the ranch in California. We have not made it yet. I may be here again next week. But watching her in that space was really comforting because, you know, that branch was supposed to be not supposed to be. It was her destiny for a certain period of time. Um, but then it felt very compelling for her to go to the East Coast and be in this old growth. Um, I think it's an old growth oak forest or something that's very rare in the United States these days. So anyway, um, for her to go through it and it be from the outside a little bit bumpy made me feel better because we took our first scouting adventure to Petaluma in June of 2018. Um, And then then I've had a couple of follow-up trips to look at properties and things. And nothing has worked out for whatever reason. Either mm-hmm. it doesn't fit our needs because we're very specific about where we want to be. We want to be in western Petaluma. Um, it's a little historic area or the more rural area. It just has a really nice energy. Or either if the place isn't right, then we're not right for the landlords because we have three cats. Or, you know, Chase mm-hmm. is going to be finding a new job and landlords want someone who already has a job. And so for whatever reason, we keep running up against a little bit of a wall in finding the perfect place. Well, And what was the feeling for you, Sunny? Like, as you're going through this, just so that people can hear, like, okay. So sometimes it's good when we listen to people and we think, like, oh, like, even Sunny has hard times, Mm -hmm. right? Or even Sunny has doubts. Like, what what was happening for you in all of that, all of that that was going on? So I will just say what it feels like, um, and I've talked about this before, this move makes no rational sense. We love <laughs> Seattle. It's felt more like home, like a home base than anywhere I've ever lived before for a variety of reasons. Um, but there is a deep knowing, and this is the foundation, is just this uh, knowing. And I, I feel like I identify more as claircognizant, like my intuitive hunches come with a knowing. I'm not, I don't always get visuls or audio or um, I don't, um, you know, um, 
what does it feel like emotionally or mm-hmm. those kind of things. I feel like it's just a knowing. So <clears throat> I have a deep knowing that we're supposed to go to Petaluma at least for a year to try out the waters there. So with that knowing, we have, and I picture that as like the ocean floor. It's like the foundation. And then above it are, you know, some still waters. And then above that are the really choppy waters on the surface. And in November, when we applied for this one house that was so beautiful and we were so excited and we didn't get it, there is disappointment. Um, And then going back to the drawing board and feeling really frustrated because people want you to be in Petaluma. Some of the landlords wouldn't just do a FaceTime call with a friend that we have there who's walking the property. They want you to come down and see it. And I've been there enough now to know exactly where we want to be. I'm familiar with the streets, so I don't feel like I need to see it. I just will know. Um, So anyway, we've run into some stumbling blocks there. So there's frustration and thinking, God, do we just need to get down there and do an Airbnb for a month? And then I think, how am I going to run my business trying to move three cats in my business into a temporary home and then to a more permanent (laughs) So it just we're I just thought, you know, we're going to wait. We're going to wait until we find the right place. And, and within all of this is Chase, who has been like, should I quit my job so we can go ahead and focus on getting our storage unit cleaned out and the house finalized for our renters that will be taking over our house, who, by the way, we hadn't found yet either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> Chase ended up, um, his last day at his job was before he left for this Arizona lawn bowling tournament. And if that isn't a fire under our bottoms to get down there, I don't know what is. And it kind of created, I think this is the way that I look at it. That was a really definitive sign to the universe. Okay, we've, we're we uh, sitting on G waiting on O, basically. And <laughs> we're going to go. <laughs> and so... The minute, this is like a week after he leaves his job, there's a rental that I call on, and I have an immediate connection with the landlord. And she she is amazing, and I don't want to give away too much of her identity. But anyway, she's from the Bay Area. She told me all these beautiful things about Petaluma that I didn't even know. She's um, very metaphysical. She does feng shui for her profession. She is just adores Petaluma and wants to find kind, nice, spiritual renters. And so I've had many conversations with her. We're going to go see the property in March. And so it's like the ball just got rolling. And so there is infinite patience while the choppy waters at the surface are settling or moving around. Um, but the minute that we, I feel like we signaled to the universe, okay, we're ready, things started falling into place. And then I will say I had coffee with someone yesterday who is an acquaintance uh, ironically or not ironically, what serendipitously, whatever. She's someone that I met through Lady Bosses, your group. Oh. Um, had coffee with her, and I have had these feelings like, why am I still having coffee with new people, even uh-huh. though I know we're leaving? But there are just a few people that I have still thought, you know what, I just felt a really strong attraction to their energy or just there's something about them. I want to continue this. And this lovely person happens to be looking for a new place and our home, I have no idea, this is just the beginning stages, but from everything we discussed, it may be the exact perfect fit, and there are so many other factors coming into play on both sides of this that make it like, whoa, this could be the perfect fit for people to take our house because we want them to be kind and wonderful and awesome, and we want to like them and have a good relationship with them because we adore all of our neighbors and we want them to fit in our block. So it just was like all of a sudden, all of these balls started just snowballing down the hill. And once the, it was after, after months and months and months <laughs> of yes. kind of frustrated. So anyway, that was mm-hmm. a long, long story, long way of telling you what's going on and what I experienced. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that it's just, I think it's just great to have an update. And of course my, like, my reaction is like, I don't want you to leave the state of Washington. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Benny feels the same way. Um, but I just feel like I, yeah, but I, I, and I totally understand that call when you mm-hmm. are, you are, you have that deep knowing that there is something that needs to be tried on, you know, at least for a little while. Like, I think that that's so important to listen to those calls, you know, and it's been really it's been really cool to see you hang in there, you know, throughout this process, despite, you know, I think that sometimes people misread the, the timing when things go a little bit slower than we planned. 
there can be this huge misread that like, oh, it's a sign. I shouldn't go there. Or it's a sign that it's not right. You know, when it, yeah. it, in fact, it's like, feels like the universe is very much conspiring for you and in your favor. And um, so it's just been neat to see you be going through that process, right, of like even, even I don't know, even just the challenges of like staying, staying in it and staying with the knowing, even when you are getting these these kind of quote-unquote rejections happening. Right? right, and it reminds me of an analogy that I'm sure many people have heard out there, but that, you know, if you're on your way home from work, and there's a road closed or you hit a stoplight, you don't turn around and go back and not make it to your final mm-hmm. destination. You know that these are just part and parcel of the journey. And so why would a journey on a more metaphorical sense be any different? There may be some things that need to line up for you um, and get you there a different way. And, but it doesn't mean you're not still going to arrive there ultimately. And I just, yeah, it, was, it got really, it was funny because every time we'd see someone, because people know we want to move, but they're like, have you found a place yet? Are you still going? What are you doing still mm-hmm. here? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just we trust the divine right timing of it, and we'll know when it's the right place and the right time. It's mm-hmm. going to take someone special to take us and us to take them So for a rental situation. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so <laughs> wonderful. Thanks for, thanks for giving that update. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm wondering, Benny, should we or should we take our break and then we're going to try? I don't know if we're going to try to reconnect with you via Skype, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone can be uh, wondering what's going on with Benny and Alessandra connecting on our break. But you've been listening to Sunny in Seattle. <laughs> um, I'm Sunny Joy and joined by my uh, co-host once a month. Yeah, Dr. Alessandra Duke. Yeah, we're going to take a break and we will be back in just a few. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available for pre-order today on Amazon.com. A message from wildlife biologist Jeff Corwin for American Humane. Every year, 30,000 elephants are killed by poachers. 8 million tons of plastic is dumped into the ocean. And 18 million acres of forest disappear. And with them, many of the remarkable animals that share our planet. These animals need our help. Their very survival depends on our ability to protect them. Zoos and aquariums are on the front lines of wildlife conservation and inspire environmental stewardship amongst the millions of families that visit every year. And know that zoos and aquariums that have earned the Humane Certified Seal of Approval from American Humane will not give up until every species has a fighting chance for survival. Find out more and help protect and preserve the amazing creatures that share our world. Brought to you by American Humane. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I am one of your co-hosts today, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by... Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hello. Yay! Who is now joining us by Skype. And see how much better the audio quality is. It's so good. I love Skype. Yes, you sound very crisp. 
All right. All right. If we hadn't already announced you weren't in the studio, people might think you were here. But anyway. We can pretend I'm there. I know. Let's we just, we'll, we'll close our eyes and just pretend I'm there. You should have like a little <laughs> face on a stick. Just like sitting yeah. next to you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> like a life-size figure of me. <gasps> like, like, yes. like what are they called? The, the fat heads? Yes, fat head. Yeah. Alexander fat head. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just stick it on that big wall right there. So I'm liking it. For it. That oh. sounds perfect. Well, so, you know, we were talking, I know you've had a little, a little bit of an update in your housing situation. And I, again, I just want to share this stuff in case other people are in a time of transition or feeling like, oh, the dots are not connecting for me. So what did, what did you want to share about that, Alessandra, before we turn to something else? Yeah, I, you know, it's just been, so for people who have been listening or, um, you know, have, have heard us talking about these kinds of situations. I have been living, um, came to Bellingham and didn't know exactly where I wanted to be. And these shorter term solutions just kind of, I mean, really opened up I, just where people just kind of came to us just offering these places that were perfectly magical. It almost feels like Bellingham has created this just huge reception for us mm. and welcoming and, I think that that's, it's just been really incredible. Um, and so now, you know, uh, we were getting toward the end of our time, you know, in our current magical place, um, which has been amazing to be at during the snow, by the way, because the, the view is just phenomenal. It's felt like we're in a magical winter mountain retreat. Um, (laughs) but our time was coming to an end here. And so, you know, that I think that there's kind of that automatic, knee-jerk responsive a little like a little stressy like what are we going to do I don't know there's so many unknowns all of this and you know I could feel that start to start to churn a little bit and I just had to remind myself you know everything that we've done to this point really has come as a result of getting really clear on where we want to be how we want to be living and really um, starting to breathe in and feel into the manifestation of that, like getting very, very clear on what we want and that that has been coming and without all of the need for stress and strife and all of that. And so, um, I kind of had to re reconnect to that and remind myself of that. And, you know, conveniently enough, um, it's just, it's so magical. Like the, um, my, my partner especially had been eyeing a particular area in Bellingham, which I had honestly given up on because I thought, <laughs> oh, there's never going to be a place that will open up there, right? Yeah. And I just think it's so beautiful. <laughs> um, and, you know, she met someone who l- worked down the hall from her. They had never p- crossed paths before, but she had had some lunchroom conversation of we're going to be looking for a house soon. Somebody knew somebody mm. and connected her with this person who had a house in the exact area that we had been thinking about and wanting to be in exactly what we needed in terms of space and bedrooms and all of that. And I mean, I just thought this is too good to be true. I actually, you know, I was just like, whatever. It probably is not going to work for us. And, um, you know, my partner just had this knowing like Mm -hmm. this is no, this is like we need to go check this out. This, I think, is our place. And I went to go see it and I thought this is just unbelievable. I couldn't have searched for this better myself. Right. And it just Mm -hmm. has been it's just another um, it's just another kind of like just reassurance of wow, not only is Bellingham so welcoming and and even that, and we could talk a little bit more later, is a little bit tricky for me sometimes when I'm like, why are things going so easily, right? Right. But but it's also just a really good reminder of just pausing to get clear and, um, and asking for what you really want and staying steady in that. Um, it just really, it just can work these like amazing little miracles. So we're about to move into another little miracle. Oh, I love that. And can I ask you one more question around that? that, um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because you and I have talked about how, um, of course, your partner, Kelsey, and my partner, Chase, are very, Mm -hmm. very similar. And you and I are very similar. Mm -hmm. And of course, Mm -hmm. I am very different from Chase. You are very different from Kelsey Mm -hmm. in that sense. Okay. So it's funny to me because I have always felt like I, I need to be the one carrying the weight of finding the place and and how can we yes. set Chase up with this job? And 
I just have this tendency. I like to be in control. I tend to manhandle situations. Maybe that's not a word I should be using anymore. Is that a bad word these days? Manhandle. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I guess if we want to deconstruct it. Yeah, you know. I don't know the origins yeah. of that. Well, anyway, let's just say I tend to like to be in control. And then I feel like I am the one who needs to bear all the responsibility for everything, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He is a very capable adult who enjoys doing things himself, obviously, and has contributed bukus to the relationship, but yet I still am in this mindset of, I'm going to be the one that needs to manifest this. I'm going to yes. be the one. And you said Kelsey manifested that place, and I'm just curious what that, like listening to you say that made me go, oh my God, I never leave room for Chase to bring the magic into uh, the manifestation in our lives. <laughs> yes. and, and I'm thinking, I wonder if that kind of hit you too in that experience. Yeah. Like I just thought, oh, it was so shocking because I, I will often, you know, and I think that it's just, it's a matter of how we, you know, how we have operated in life or have needed to operate in life, whether we feel like we've got to take it all on. And I know, you know, you and I definitely share that trait. So it actually never even occurred to me that she could be working on getting really, really clear and take care of it for us, you know, and I, I just, I, so I felt shocked. I, she, you know, even when she said like, oh, I, you know, I think I I found this house. Isn't this exciting? And she said, well, yeah, I had been like getting really clear and envisioning us in that neighborhood and envisioning like having this size house. And I was like, you did what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, great. And of course, like I know she has incredible imagination and creativity and is really phenomenal in that way. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, I just didn't, I just expected I would have to be the one to do the doing. <laughs> I, I was quite shocked, you know, and then when we looked at it, I mean, even up at the moment when we went to look at it, that's why I was like, no, I don't think so. Because I hadn't, I hadn't really uh-huh. manifested that, right? She had, and I, I still, even in that, you know, going to see it was having some control issues like, uh-huh. well, I didn't find this, so I'm <laughs> so sure it's gotta not. there's got to be something wrong with up. it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. But it just like worked out so magically. And I thought, oh, wow, like I I really should be more mindful that it doesn't always have to be me wrangling something right. for, you know, to make something happen. It's just a really nice reminder. Yeah. And I have to say, I don't know about you, but when I when I really, you know, sometimes I will just watch Chase and I think, He is so much more connected to or has an easier connection with the magic, with the mystery, with um, an ease around being able to hold something lightly instead of being grippy about things. Like he just emanates peace. And I've noticed, I remember Mm. when we were coming back from Bellingham, just as an example, remember we were asking you about how many times you see hawks because Uh um, I never really noticed them, but I really, a hawk, and I don't know exactly what kind, but is definitely Chase's spirit animal. And he has been, ever since that Bellingham trip, for example, he has been seeing sometimes in upwards of 10 to 15 hawks a day, like on his drive from mm-hmm. Sumner to Seattle that he would have. They have been landing on like poles 10 feet in front of him. These are hawks that don't normally wow. have this kind of behavior. And they've just been everywhere. And I just have been thinking, I just don't give him enough credit or say we'll sit down to meditate, for example, and we'll meditate together occasionally. And I will have to, you know, I'm constantly looking at the timer and really, <laughs> yes. my, my mind is spinning and I will have to poke him an hour later and he'll be like, what happened? I'll be like, did you just really lose all track of time and space for a freaking hour? Like he just, <laughs> it just comes so naturally to him. And I think, why mm-hmm. aren't we relying on him more for this connection? Right. Clearly yeah. he's got it easier and more effortlessly than I do the control freak who's grippy about everything. (laughs) That's why he's a a master lawn bowler. There you go. That's why he is the novice champion of our region. So yeah, yeah, he is a very peaceful lawn bowler. Yeah. So I think about when I look at Kelsey, I think the same thing. I'm damn Mm. it. We should be more relying on (laughs) connection to the magic. Yeah. Just like leave us out of the equation and let them handle it. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So I'm very happy to hear um, of these positive new developments in yes. your housing situation. And I cannot Thanks. wait to come visit you. I know. I know. It'll be great. It just continues to be great. And I think, yeah, it's just interesting with how, you know, when we've talked about these different moves and um, Bellingham was kind of like, okay, I really want to test out Bellingham. And then it's funny to experience myself here, have Bellingham be so welcoming. And now I'm like, hmm. 
maybe I need to live, you know, wherever it is. I'm like, I did just like Austin. Maybe it's time to go there. Yeah. Working with the having a little bit, you know? Yes. Yes. That is. And, and on that note, you mentioned something in our text exchange before the show today um, that I was not quite clear on and I was very intrigued by. So I thought I'd Mm -hmm. just wait and ask you on air. Um, And I think this has to do with what you're talking about. Um, you've been having what you call all these water skier moments in life. (laughs) What is a water skier moment? Yes. Okay. So this is something that the coach that I work with uses a lot to Mm -hmm. describe moments in our lives where we are, we are taking new, new risks that require like they're a little like, you know, if you think about if you're learning how to water ski, right, and the boat starts pulling, you start going up, right, and there's all this, like, fear and exhilaration and need for concentration, and so a lot of times what we'll do in those in those moments, like, if you think about a water skier, you get so freaked out, right, you start to stand a little bit and you just panic and sort of throw mm-hmm. yourself over, right, right, right. Um, and just fall into the water or something rather than just, like, whoop, I'm up, I'm on my skis, stay here, stay here. This is risky, this is scary, but I'm doing it, uh-huh. right? Um, and so she she just describes those, those, um, those moments, just those life risks where we're, we're evolving into, you know, some kind of new version of ourselves or some kind of new way of being that, that, that takes that, that level of concentration. Yes. Um, and so, uh, there's been just lots of those moments. Um, and you know, and she, I can really identify with the need, you know, in those times where you think, um, you know, like I, I said, going to Austin with you, which we should check in about how oh, yeah. well your sacred supper club went, because that was amazing. But, um, so for listeners, I went to Sunny held an event in Austin, Texas for, um, sacred supper club. And I got to attend and I was so grateful to be a part of that experience. And even in me going to Austin, just that trip alone was, it felt just new and risky for me to just go somewhere because I wanted to Mm. and not justify it to anyone, not say, well, you know, and something I would do regularly is I've just been having such a hard time or things have been so stressful. I just want to give myself this break and making up all of these reasons Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, kind of arguments for why I'm deserving of some kind of special trip that Mm -hmm. isn't, you know, it was just for enjoyment and just for my, my own spiritual growth. And, um, and I have such a hard time just like, yeah, I'm going to do that because I want to. So going to Austin was a big kind of one of those water skier moments where it felt like, okay, I'm up, I'm here. Right. And I, and I also did the majority of that trip without drinking alcohol. Right. Because I've been trying to stay away for that, from that for a hundred days just to challenge myself. I didn't know you were going to a hundred days. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had just a, you know, a few kind of exceptions for like special events or holidays, you know, Mm -hmm. throughout that time, but, you know, being in a new place and not having drinking be Mm. the driving force for me was new and risky too, right? Like, Oh, how do I be in these new social situations without, you know, without drinking and without, you know, engaging in that way. Um, so there was just a lot of like newness for me and I could definitely feel myself concentrating like, Whoa, Uh this is, you know, this is new, this is risky and, and not telling people like my mother, any excuses for why I was going there. Just letting people know I'm in Austin, you know, and it, it just felt so neat to be able to allow myself to be there and not have to justify it. Interesting, because you did say that this is it, what you being able to just do what you want to just because is a major rebellion from how you grew up. So what, I'm <laughs> yeah. curious, what was the you needed to have a justification when you were younger? Yeah, well, I mean, we I grew up in a family that really struggled with uh, scarcity mm-hmm. in, you know, in a real and legitimate way, but also a real scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. right? Not, not coming from an abundant mindset, but coming from a place of fear. And so in a lot of interactions, you know, even if it's about small things, you know, do you, you know, can we get 
um, this shampoo and conditioner that I, you know, that I really like or something like that. Right. I think back in the day it was like Pantene. I wanted Pantene Pro V. Right. And it just, the answer just was no. The answer you, that it, it just felt like you couldn't just, we just didn't have the means to be mm-hmm. able to get something just because you like it. Okay. So it's like the bare necessities really only and, and anything above that just no. Right. Or, or, and so it felt like there always had to be a justification. And I still hear, you know, my family members doing that, like that there has to be, if there is something that they're doing because they really want to, there also has to be this added in flavor of, um, it's like a little bit victimy, right? right? Where, okay, I'm going to go visit friends, but you know, it's because I've been working so hard or because I've had this uh, hard time yeah. rather than I'm going to visit friends. Isn't that great? Right. There's so many things that have to go well in one's life to visit friends and you can choose to see those positive things. Like I've got enough money to go see friends. I've got time off from work to go see friends. I can do, I can just go see friends because I enjoy it. But there seems like there always has to be that added layer Mm -hmm. of story or justification to just do what you want. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Th- that makes sense. And it, it also reminds me, well, first of all, I, I can get why that is a water skier moment also, because it makes me think about, um, and I talk about this on the show a lot. I talk about this a lot everywhere, frankly, but I'm just still fascinated by the fact that, you know, when we're, when we're much younger, ages zero through seven, we tend to oh. absorb everything around us because we're learning to be human, but we absorb the programming from family of origin, culture, any religions, things like that. And our subconscious mind is the thing running the show 95% of the time, conscious thought 5%. So for you to make that concerted effort to unwind the programming and create new programs for yourself that align with your values and who you want to be and what you aspire to, that's big. Like you, mm-hmm. I bet you really shifted. I bet you were exhausted after that trip. First of all, well, for a variety of reasons, <laughs> trying to get back to Bellingham at like midnight with clients and everything the next day. Yes. But <laughs> I would imagine you were exhausted for other reasons as well. Cause you really stretched. Do you feel like you expanded the programming and, and required mm-hmm. a bit? Yes, I do. I do. And I feel like the, you know, that this, this year, the, that, that kind of rewiring is something that I've been working on, but I feel like, especially in what are we, 2019, right? 2019, it feels like, um, that this is just the year for me of really stepping in and leaning into some of that discomfort because I want to be, I want to be living a life where I am doing things just because I enjoy them. And I, I don't want to live that. I don't want to live out that same story that was created by my own nuclear family. And so it feels like, yeah, I'm very much stepping into that. So after that trip, it, it did feel especially exhausting. And there were so many opportunities for me to, you know, melt down or for me to say, you know, forget it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get drunk or I'm just right. gonna, you know, whatever it is. And I didn't do that. I just hung in there. Right. Some mm. like, of course, on any kind, anytime you're traveling, there's bound to be frustrations and things that come up. And so of course those things happened. Um, but yeah, I think that then the exhaustion comes from just like having to concentrate so hard, you know, when you're in that water skier thing where it's just not second nature for me to be somewhere and enjoy it and to enjoy it sober, right? It takes some, still some work, but it does feel like definite rewiring occurred, you know? Yes. Um, and I've just been saying yes to more opportunities and more things that are going on that I know are going to help me grow in the ways that I really want, you know, and looking, um, I've gotten really clear on, you know, I need to find other people who are operating at a higher frequency and who are, are right there with me in, in, um, just in making our lives just continue to, to open up our lives and open up to what is possible. And I want to be around other people who have this abundance mindset. And, and that's just really exciting for me, you know, just seeking out those kinds of nurturing people. Um, and Austin was just such a good, 
uh, a good example of me trying to do that for myself more in my life. Yeah, I love that. And I, you had mentioned a little, alluded to that in your text, and it made me think two things. Number one, um, and I don't know where this originated from, but I have found it to be true anecdotally for myself and for others, but that we are often the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And by that, I mean often your socioeconomic status or your income will be very similar. Um, you know, mm-hmm. kind of your um, <clears throat> some of your values may be very similar. How you dress or appear could be somewhat similar. Your size could be mm-hmm. somewhat similar. These are all things, and I, I found that to be very true for myself in Austin, and I found that to be true now that we've landed in Seattle. And it was so funny to be plunked back down into my old life and mm-hmm. think, ooh, I haven't spent time around people who are driven by these other things in a while. Some of it's really good. Some people were, I was thinking, God, they're really driven. Um, I think about, you know, my best friend Kumara who hosted mm-hmm. at her home. She's a very driven in her career. And I think, God, I haven't felt, I feel very inspired, but I have not, um, I don't think that I have had the same level of commitment that she has. And I'm not saying one mm-hmm. is better or worse, but it was really, um, really kind of motivating to be around that and to think, ah, I need to really continue to spread myself around to the different friend groups so that I am an, an average of a lot of these different things yeah. as opposed to just getting stuck in one rut. And the other thing it made me think of when you'd said this was, um, Martha Beck, of course, that I, when I say Martha, I always mean Martha Beck. <laughs> um, um, so she talks about how she has had a lot of clients who are from um, pretty interesting backgrounds. And she used as an example um, a client that she had who was the child of fairly famous actors. And so this person, when they were thinking about what they expected when they became an adult, most people who are not in Hollywood, who do not have the access or have not grown up on a set or um, it seems a very um, kind of like up on a cloud and far away and inaccessible. Mm-hmm. But for someone who has grown up, their expectation is, well, I guess I can just become an actor because that's really easy. And <laughs> it's all about the expectations. It's all about the story that you're telling. And so for it's so funny if you've grown up uh, with money, for example, if you've grown up around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, actors who, as parents, your expectation is ah, money is easy. Becoming mm-hmm. a famous actor is easy. And that is what absolutely happens for them. And it's based on what you expect. So changing your expectations, even if they seem a little bit outside of what uh, you originally thought possible is absolutely doable and can mm-hmm. really take you in a whole different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I came away from Austin feeling very inspired and thinking I need to get out of my little, my little burrow here in Seattle yes. and really interact with a bunch of different people again and create expectations for myself like I used to have that were just like easy. And now mm-hmm. having been removed from that for so long, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I forgot. It can be my expectation. It can be easy to have this or do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was, I mean, the whole theme of, you know, Sacred Supper even was, and it, it was neat because it came in with, I was already working on the thought about, like, what's possible here? Let's look and see what's possible. So it was neat that the theme of Sacred Supper, you know, was all about like, what is possible? Like, let us think about what's possible here. And I, and I, I felt so called to do it first because, you know, I wanted to support you, but also just, I knew that I would be stepping in to, you know, meeting other, other women, especially like your friend Kumara, who, Mm -hmm. you know, have this, you know, high level of success and wanting to, wanting to like surround myself with that, wanting to see what is, what is possible (laughs) and, and what can I take from even the, you know, to feel so inspired by, you know, there are so many people there I was inspired by, but just taking Kumara, for example, like, Mm -hmm. um, thinking about the parts like, okay, this is so inspiring. And so how, what would I want, you know, what would, if this is possible, then what would I want for my home or what Uh would I want for my life? And just to be able to dream a little bit bigger, right. And to take those blinders off a little bit from what's possible. 
And it's funny, I, I love using Kumara as an example because, as I mentioned, so for those out there, she's my best friend from many years, and um, she moved to Austin without any contacts when she was in her early to mid-20s. And as she was driving cross-country with her mother, she uh, was studying for her real estate licensure uh, exam and became licensed as a real estate agent. Again, keeping in mind, she knew no one in Austin. So she breaks into the real estate scene. And we know how many people have a real estate license. I mean, it's kind of like coaches. They're everywhere. (laughs) And it can be, if you talk to a lot of people, it can be very difficult to become successful. Kumara is now the number one producer in Austin, um, and she's with Sotheby's, which is a very high-end company mm-hmm. for real estate. She's the number five producer in the entire state of Texas. And that was, I mean, she's only been with them for a couple years, but she's she has created something when she didn't begin with, you know, a silver spoon in her mouth. We'll just say that. Um, yeah. And so um, it's interesting to me to think um, what is possible um, that you can create even if you you're like, but I don't know anyone, but my parents didn't pay for this or my I don't I don't have the high end contacts. I don't know how mm-hmm. to meet those people. She figured it out. And that's mm-hmm. just, I think, such a beautiful um, example of what can be possible um, when you change those expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, There was something else I was going to say about that, about, oh, gosh, and why I wanted to bring her up specifically. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Because as it relates to me, so I talk about this in my book, um, but that I had a belief growing up that women don't create wealth and abundance. They marry men who do. And mm-hmm. I will just tell you, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it never entered my mind that I could create wealth by myself. I just always assumed or believed that I would have to wear, marry a man who was very successful if I ever right. wanted to have wealth. And I can tell you, I need to find the examples of the women who have done it because that is the biggest, one of like two or three top biggest beliefs that I've carried in this lifetime that I have been unwinding. Um, Mm -hmm. And that one, so I am always, you know, we need to, to change that neural programming in our minds. Our brains like evidence. So I look for people like Kumara who have done it um, on their own. And ha- mm-hmm. so, yes, women can create wealth and abundance. Not that it's necessary. I'm not saying it's the most important thing. But, heck, to know, to feel empowered to be able to do that is important. So that's me working on my programming that um, women can do that. Absolutely. They do not need a man to be the conduit from source. <laughs> for yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that that's so important and really, really cool that you are able to see that 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 was a message that you took on that you've been trying to unwind, right. Or unravel. Because I think that those, those sorts of beliefs and whether it's about money or it's about relationships or it's about abundance, I mean, they can, they can travel with us all throughout our lives in all kinds of situations. And we can just, we can just kind of blindly go through life and not even be aware that these that these beliefs are unconsciously driving us, you know? And so I think it's so, so neat to be um, just awake to, to that. Absolutely. And that brings us to the end of the hour. Um, Yeah, we're here. But we'll get to see you again very soon since you will be here for first Friday. Yes. Yes. So just in a couple of weeks, I'll be in the studio. Yes. So you have been listening to Sunny in Seattle. I am one of your hosts, Sunny Joy, joined by... Alessandra Duke. Yay. And Alessandra, your website, in case people want to check you out. Yes, it is alessandraduke.com, or you can go to seattleladybosses.com. Check out what I'm up to. Yes. And of course, my website is goldenoversoul.com if you want to find out more about me. Thanks, Benny. Thank you. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.